Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here at Autism Office Hours at the CDD. Our topic today for our webcast is social distancing. What does it mean for Native families? I feel so honored to be sitting here with such an incredible team of professionals. Um, thank you all so much for joining Lynn, Chris, and Christy for sharing your time and thoughts with us today. As we begin, I would love if each of you could share a little bit about yourselves, introduce yourselves. And um, Chris, can you go ahead and start? Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Christine Vining. And I'm a bilingual speech pathologist who works at the speech, uh, who works in the um, autism clinic and parent home training at the um, Center for Development Disability. And I'm also on faculty for the LEND program. Okay, Christy. At a Good morning, everybody. My name is Christy Atakaitini. I'm of the Big Water Clan, born for the Bitter Water Clan. My maternal grandfather's of the Red House Clan, and my paternal grandfather's of the Mexican Clan. And that's what makes me a Navajo woman. I am a social worker um, by trade. I'm a mother of three, um, and I live in the East Mountains of Albuquerque. Um, for my work purposes, I work with the Center for Development and Disability um, in the autism and other dis developmental disabilities area, as well as the um, prenatal exposures clinic. So I'm really glad to be here today. Thank you. And Lynn, welcome. <laughs> Hi everybody. Good morning. Um, Lynn Wilson King Nishne is a son of Nishne Dotuwan Bashishin Horangani Dashiche Doshin Dashinole. My name is Lynn Wilson, and I'm a program specialist within the autism programs at um, the CDD. And my background is really in community work, community organizing, and so that's kind of um, what I do. Um, within the CDD and I'm really happy to, to be here. And I'm really happy to be among relatives as well, as I heard you introduce yourselves. <laughs> the experience and the wealth of knowledge here is fantastic. Um, thank you so much for bringing all of that, your leadership, your advocacy, your experience, and, and our conversation just going to be driven by such wonderful insights. So as we begin, I'd like to think about that broader question of our, of our topic today, the, um, the question of what does social distancing mean for Native communities? And so what are your thoughts about this? I guess I'll go first. <laughs> this is Lynn. Um, I think when we were talking about social distancing, I think it's important to remember, um, especially for Native communities, it's really a broader picture of not just kind of keeping the six foot distance or wearing your masks or, or kind of, you know, isolating at home, 
um, it really, it, it's a larger impact. We, we have to think about the economic impact um, for our communities. We have to think about health disparities and um, those types of things that kind of pile on onto each other. Um, there's access to food, access to water, access to te technology. Um, so in that sense, you know, I think um, a lot of us have been kind of substituting our, um, um, I guess, interactions with people that we would have on a daily basis with technology, whereas, you know, um, in a lot of Native communities, access to technology is, is difficult. And so um, it really is a larger picture. And then I think um, when you think about all of those things, we also need to think about historical trauma and thinking about, um, you know, there, there has been instances in history where we've experienced germ warfare and things like that. And so um, we have to think about, um, you know, that particular type of trauma that's been handed down through generations. And so it's, it's a much larger and broader picture for our Native communities. And um, I think um, another thing to add on to that is access to our cultural activities. You know, it's, it's really um, hard for us, I think, as, as communities when we rely on each other, we rely on, on um, those types of familial and community connections um, in our communities. And it's really hard when we, we can't have access to those things. So um, it's really a much, much broader picture when, when we're thinking about social distancing for Native communities. Yes, thank you for sharing. Anybody else have anything to add to that, what Lynn just beautifully shared? Chris Christie. Um, you know, traditionally for our Native people, um, the home is where, you know, the grandma and the grandpa are at. And then you have your um, many uncles and aunts who live very close by and have their families. So these units of families are very connected and they're very close to one another. And it may be due to a lot of the infrastructure that's lacking on the reservations because there's no transitional type of housing available, mm -hmm. apartments, condos, townhomes, those kind of things that make um, living um, apart from your larger family more um, doable. So with these native families, you know, they're just, they're living together in these communal areas and you have many different families within that unit. And so social distancing is so very hard, especially if you have somebody who is affected with the COVID-19 virus. Um, those are, there's so many things to consider um, when, this, when you're looking at social distancing. So it's, you're really presenting that picture of it's not just about staying six feet apart. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think that um, one of the um, slogans I've, I've, I've seen that uh, the Indian Health Service has put forth on posters is this um, sort of this phrase, social distancing is beautiful. And I think about that and I think mm -hmm. on one hand, no, it's not beautiful. That's so counter to our cultural values of close connection and just being integrated at all levels of um, our society. And, um, but then on the other hand, I think the intended message is that, um, you know, keeping 
uh, safe distance is health, uh, you know, keeping a healthy distance is good for everyone and keeps everyone healthy. And, um, you know, and I, and I think about what Christy said about grandparents that um, these are our wisdom keepers, our, our oral, um, they, they have our oral history and a lot of our, um, you know, experiences aren't written and they, they hope they're in the minds of our elders and, and, uh, and so, you know, we're trying to keep them safe. Um, but at the same time, I, I also wonder from their perspective, it must feel so strange not to have your um, grandchildren come visit and your, your relatives come over and, um, you know, your children to be able to just drop in and you know, mm -hmm. without even thinking, you know, just, you know, being able to step in. And I, I, I just, um, I see that perspective too, and how um, lonely it, it it must be for many many families uh, because of social distancing. Um, on the Navajo Nation, we've just reached um, like um, nearly four thousand eight hundred cases um, this mm -hmm. week, and the, this last week, uh, the Navajo Nation was um, the the high, had the highest rate per capita of COVID nineteen. And, um, and I think that really um, speaks to the many issues that Lynn and Christy um, spoke to in terms of just how the infrastructure is just not uh, there for Native communities to deal with these, um, you know, widespread viruses um, and just how hard it is to um, keep, uh, um, you know, keep social distancing as part of your mentality when it's so natural just to, mm -hmm. you know, someone's going to the store and then, you know, people jump in and they're, they off they go. And these are things, you know, you don't even think about. Um, you just do it automatically, you know, when you have to go round up the cows, the sheep, you know, everybody does it together. When you go plant a garden or um, your corn, right now people are beginning their planting for corn. Um, they do that. It's a social event. It's a, a gathering. You know, baby's first laugh. Everybody comes together and they celebrate that. You know, so these are all community um, members coming together. And um, and I, I think that, uh, I think about that phrase, social distancing is beautiful. And I think just, uh, yeah, it just, in, in so many aspects of what we experience with Western culture, it is, it, it, it's sort of counter, but at the same time, I think from the Western perspective, it's intended to um, promote healthy, um, healthiness and a healthy approaches to dealing with the, um, this virus. So, you know, that just kind of makes me think that we are always walking in two worlds, you know. Um, uh, we are a part of our, our Native um, community and that mindset, and then we're also part of the Western uh, world where we come, you know, and, and do what we need to in our job. And, um, and, and so, we, yeah, we all were always are thinking about um, these different perspectives. And that really, really speaks to families um, as we, we think about the broader picture and then bringing it back in a little more to families specifically. And how, how is social distancing affecting Native families? I think, you know, just as Chris touched on, on um, 
um, you know, our elders and, and um, our community. I think it's, you know, the, the individualistic kind of um, mindset of, of the social distancing piece is really counterintuitive to our communities and our families. And so I think, you know, as Native folks, we've, we've really kind of had to change that narrative to, to be more of like, you know, we're doing this for our elders. We're doing this for um, that traditional knowledge to be, you know, preserved and, and to be honored and also for our children. And so that's really the, the narrative that we've kind of, um, you know, as, as resilient people, we've always had to, um, you know, make the best of, of the situations that we've been in. And so I think that's really how we've been able to change that narrative into something positive, just like Chris is saying that, that it's, it's, it's two worlds that we walk in. And so I think um, for our families, you know, it's really like for me, I have um, an elderly aunt and uncle that live here in town but um, they've been in, in quarantine now. We, we haven't, we've, as a family, we've been really um, making sure that they stay home, but they, it's, it's been like 70, 80 days and they're itching to get out. And, <laughs> you, know, us, you know, really making sure that they stay home. Um, you know, I cook for them every day. I take food over to them, of course, abiding by, you know, the, the rules of social distancing and all of that, but um, it's really been a, a family effort to ensure that they stay home and we protect them. Um, and so that's really been, I think, how we've looked at this as a family um, is ensuring that, you know, our elders are, are taken care of and that we take care of ourselves so that they can, you know, um, be safe and protected. And that's kind of how we've, we've, been functioning as a family during this time. Great. Um, you speak of the traditional knowledge and and helping um, keep elders safe and that sort of thing. And that this whole thing is counterintuitive. Um, anybody else have anything to pop in on? Add to Lynn's thoughts. Well, I, um, keeping the family safe, um, I, I think, is a, um, a number one priority right now for many families. And, um, and I think this is where um, uh, in Native homes right now, and especially out on Navajo, where we, we um, are seeing some difficulties with um, even just um, washing, having water to wash. Um, uh, and the need for um, masks and uh, cleaning supplies, uh, hand sanitizers. Uh, these are just really, um, you know, lacking in many homes. And it's a real challenge. Uh, and so this is what um, COVID has shown and sort of re revealed to many people um, that the, the lack of infrastructure makes it harder to, um, to keep healthy and safe. And, um, and so this is where I think we, um, you know, this, this webcast is one way that we can get the word out about ways that people can make their own masks, they, you know, things that they can do on their own. Um, but, but um, you know, I think it really illustrates some of the differences in the way that our uh, Native communities um, um, are having to deal with with this and 
Um, I think uh, one of the, the things that Chris, Christy had mentioned um, and, and the, as a resource was just even like um, how you do your laundry, you know, uh, for many Nav Native families, uh, Navajo families in my case, you know, they have to go to the laundromat to do their washing. And so they tend to you know, wait until there's um, laundry and then they take it in and do it all at once. But everywhere you go, you know, it requires a trip to town. Mm -hmm. um, and going to the store is not going, you know, five minutes up the road to, uh, you know, go into the store. It's like an hour, two hour, maybe even mm -hmm. a three hour trip to get your groceries. And, and because you don't have refrigeration, it requires frequent trips back and forth, you know, for things that you may need, things you run out of. Um, you know, you use your vehicle to go, um, you know, if you are a rancher, you take your vehicle out to check on your animals, you know, your livestock, your horses, your cows, your sheep, and you're going to run out of gas at some point. You're going to have to go into town to get gas. Um, you're going to need to haul water. You need to haul hay, hay to your animals. Um, so these are all ways that I don't think that, you know, the outside world really know um, just the living situations. And, and, and I'm thinking about it not in a negative way, but this is um, the way we live. You know, this is our lifestyle. This is what we've been, um, you know, it's a blessing to have livestock. It's a blessing to have um, a home. But, you know, it's going to look very different from our mainstream families. And um, so, but it also creates uh, challenges. Um, when our tribe put in the 57 hour curfews, when mm -hmm. there was lockdowns, when there is like no access to some of these border, um, you know, towns for shopping, that really adds more stress to the, you know, being able to um, you know, follow some of these safety um, rules. Um, and, and I think that's the, that's the part that's, um, hard. It's, it's like, um, it's hard enough to just, you know, for everybody to, um, keep clean, you know, uh, but when you have a family of eight or nine and, you know, in, in our home, when we come in to the Hogan, there's like one basin and everybody, you know, comes in and they wash their hand in that same basin and the towel you know is there and so everybody wipes their hand and so those are like the, the situations that i think about you know that um they these are um uh situations that a lot of families um face because there's so little water that they may have access to you know there's not electricity in the home so that they don't have refrigeration um and just the things that we take for granted, you know, um, out, out in some of these communities, um, it's like continually camping. <laughs> that's, that's the way I think about it, you know, it's like you're, you're camping um, out there, uh, but this is how you live, you know, you, you live and, 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 and this is, the, you know, how we, a lot of us grew up, um, but, but it's also, you know, really speaks to the resilience of our of our elders, um, our grandmothers, you know, our mm -hmm. grandfathers. You know, a lot of them lived into old age, living under these conditions. And so it's like, on one hand, they're so close to the land, they live off the land, they 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 um, are are able to um, um, 
you know, they've been able to, sur to survive. Um, uh, but on the other hand, you know, in this day and age, we, we, we think about it as, um, you know, wow, you know, these, these people are, are struggling. Um, and, and I think, again, it's like um, your perspective on how you look at it. Um, in some ways, the social distancing, you know, this is, some of them may be already doing that because they live so remote remote areas you know um but anyway it, it just really makes you think um really of the what what this has meant um to those you know, communities and those families um but i think what's hard at the family level is when you have one family that gets sick and then another family that gets sick and then another family that gets sick all of them you know being hospitalized and all of them um you know, even losing family members, that's, that's where it gets just really, really, really hard for um, families. And, and, um, and I think this is, you know, we also have in our teachings and our, um, and our beliefs is that you, you think positive, you know, um, that things are always going to get better, that things will improve. Um, you try to look at the positive aspects, even though, the, yeah, there are many negatives. And throughout history, we've had many challenges and the many barriers. And, you know, but even then, you know, it's just keep um, thinking forward and thinking positively for your families, your community. And, um, and this is kind of, I think, uh, what we're going through right now. It's um, dealing with the lockdowns, dealing with the curfews, de dealing with um, uh, trying to access things you need, but you can't. Um, it's just a lot of frustration with that. Um, but, but I know our, our Native people are, uh, are really um, you know, taking to heart, mind, body, and spirit through this time. You know, a lot of them are in prayer, um, they're, they're singing their songs, they're, um, you know, they're, they're spiritually, you know, get, get strong, and, um, and that's going to help them persevere through this, um, so, so there's definitely a lot to think about, you know, as we talk I, about these issues. I do appreciate the, that analogy for, for us who do live in the Western, and or in Western culture and, and the analogy of camping and, and what it's like and, and people don't go camping for long extended periods of time without these resources that they've become used to and, and thinking about that. So that was, that was a beautiful analogy. And I, I, as, as thinking about this and we are the autism programs and thinking I'm a parent of a child with autism and I think how hard has been for my son um, what this means social distancing and wearing a mask and all of that and then we just talked about infrastructure and lack of and, and what that means so so when we think of social distancing in Native American children um, what about Native American children living with autism spectrum disorder or other disabilities um, how are those families um, what is this meaning for those families? I think for a lot of those families, the stress um, is increasing um, because you have a child who might be 
not as compliant as you would like them to be to maybe wear a mask or um, not want to go out you know want to go outside and um, play with their cousins or their friends and not really understand what that means or touching things um, you know that they shouldn't touch because they could you know contract the virus um, I think you know there'd be stress for all of those family members um, trying to support that child and you know some of the things that we have on our webcast resources page um, may be able to help with some of those things um, you know such as washing your hands is what Chris had talked about you know we have a communal wash pan for washing your hands but add another um, base into that for rinsing add a little bit of bleach to that to help um, disinfect um, so there's quite a few different uh, resources on our resources page. So I would encourage people to look at that. Um, things like cleaning your groceries, um, maybe involving your child with that to help, um, you know, be a, a supporter with that. There's so many things that you can involve your child in to help be part of um, that can help, help them feel like they have some control of their environment. Um, there's also some information on the resources site for um, those that are experiencing stress and you know 24-hour um, call lines that they can call if they need someone to talk to because of course you're feeling isolated during these times of social distancing so I would encourage people to check that out that's fantastic living living with autism in general can feel pretty isolating um, speaking from a parent perspective and and now it just expands. So thank you for talking about those resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just add that um, it's important for parents and family mem members to model um, what it means for social distancing, hand washing, wearing a mask. I, I think that uh, they need to see um, other family members do it so that you know they can follow through. Um, and then um, we can use social stories to explain why um, you know, a mask may be needed in certain situations. Um, and we also have added some resources um, along those lines. And then also using pictures, uh, visuals, schedules can be helpful for step-by-step -step how to wash your hands, um, social distance, and um, following new routines. Um, so these are ways that you know children can know what is expected of them and what what things are okay to do and what's not okay to do, um, and then also um, like uh, Krista said, giving them choices and activities. And so if they, uh, I think now we're getting into um, you know being able to go outside and and take walks and um, but again trying to still also keep your distance. Um, so giving them activities um, that they can do indoors and outdoors, um, I think are all, all helpful. Um, and then common strategies, um, you know, when uh, things are, don't go um, the way that um, children with autism expect it, sometimes they have tantrums and uh, they have difficulty with um, not having it their way. And so, um, Keeping in mind some self-regulation activities, ways that they can calm themselves could be helpful. Uh, talking to them and just giving them, you know, reassurance. Um, 
and and many native homes you know people do crafts they they have beadwork they have leather work they have all kinds of arts and crafts sewing even um so engaging you know children in those activities um can also be a way to to, to calm them and help them to to focus on other things um so these are some ways that you know um families can sort of uh, get through this um, difficult time of just not being able to, to do what they want to do outdoors, uh, outside of their homes. And, and earlier I heard, I heard that importance of community and family and everybody being so close. Chris, would, would you recommend social stories for helping kids with ASD understand um, why they can't go see their cousins or why they can't go to grandma and grandpa's house and give a big hug right now? Yeah, I, I think there are many, many situations um, and, and, you know, just um, the word social in itself, you know, has a lot of cultural implications, um, how we socialize, how children are socialized to do certain things, you know, what we teach them, um, you know, it's all uh, family specific, you know, uh, based on uh, family values. Uh, that certain things are, um, we, we want our children to do certain things um, and, and each household will be different. You know, coming into home, some families leave their shoes at the door and others, you know, allow children to walk in with the shoes. And so, you know, what are the rules for that? Um, what are the rules for um, how people eat? You know, for our children with autism, you know, sometimes they prefer to be by themselves and, you know, um, not necessarily be at the table with the rest of the family. And so, uh, you know, during this time, it's, um, I think it really helps the family to understand what is it that they want the, the child to be able to do. And then using this time as when everyone is home um, to teach some of those social skills and work on them you know, maybe they want their child to be at the dinner table with them. And so that maybe start out, you know, with short periods of time, maybe a minute, two minutes, and then keep expanding on it. pretty soon. They're sitting there for, for the whole meal. Um, and so these are, you know, um, opportunities to build um, social skills um, as well as communication, social communication skills. Um, great, great ideas. Any other thoughts or pieces that we may have missed that are coming up? I think it's also important to mention, you know, some positive things that have come out of, you know, kind of um, the situation that we've been dealt here. At, you know, just online, I've been seeing tons of young people, you know, singing our traditional songs and, and you know, um, making videos about, um, you know, they're wearing their traditional dress. And um, there's just been kind of this, this, um, I guess, pride and just um, surge of, of young folks that have, have, have taken to social media, those that have access to it, um, that are really, I think, using this time to to um, practice their their cultural ways and and um, just really be proud of, of who they are and and so um, I think there's definitely been some some positive things that have come out of this and um, you know I know for myself um, 
you know, just, just being the one that, um, I feel like I'm going to emerge from this as sort of a, 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 a little bit stronger in a lot of ways, um, just in accepting my role as, as a leader for my, you know, family and, um, just kind of, you know, bringing my family through this. And so I think, um, you know, just thinking about some of the positive things that have come out of this and, and hopefully I think a lot of people are saying, you know, it's not going to be business as usual when we come out of this. I think it's, it, there, there have been some, some changes that um, hopefully we can, we can maintain um, in terms of, um, you know, those, those positive things that have come out of it. So just kind of thinking about that too, I, I think is important. Thank you. I, I love that. And, and I think that is such a gift to think about ending this on that note of what, what positives you all are, have seen and, and it's been interwoven throughout this. Thank you all so much for your insights, your experience, your knowledge. Um, I think there may be more opportunities for us to get together in the future. Um, this isn't as you said, Lynn, um, they say that the world may be different as we kind of integrate back in and, and move forward. And so there may be opportunities and I would love to see you all again. Um, this has been wonderful and I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you.